Life Audio. You can still be righteous. You can still do the right thing. That's what faith is. Faith is believing that God is going to come through. Faith is believing that God is blessing you, that God has a plan for you, that God has a purpose for your life, even if it feels like a dark season in your life. It does not mean that you cannot continue to live out faith with action. Nothing is impossible with our faith. Hello, friends. Welcome back to How to Study the Bible. My name is Nicole Eunice, and I'm so excited to be with you here today as we are working through our Advent series, God of Our Mothers. And we're looking at the women, the mothers in Jesus's genealogy. And like we talked about last week, genealogies are put in place because the people matter to the story coming up. So it is very, very important that we understand that not only was it unusual and not known to even put women in a genealogy, there are particular women that have been called out in Jesus's genealogy. And we're taking a quick look at each of those women throughout this Advent series, a little bit different maybe than your normal Christmas preparations. But I love what's revealed here as we look at what God has to say to us through the stories of these women. And we get to work together to discover what God has for us through the stories of these women. And before we get into today, we're going to be talking about Rahab. I want to let you know that I have a free Christmas Eve liturgy for you and your kids, your family. This is a very simple read-along kind of experience that you can do around the table or around your Christmas tree if you're looking for a way to infuse some meaning into your Christmas celebration this year. It's totally free. Just something I want to gift to you. And you can find that at NicoleUnis.com slash Christmas. And you can grab that download there. And I know it's always a little bit can be hard to try something new with your family, but I hope that it might be a winsome and simple and gentle way to introduce the gospel into your Christmas celebration. So you can go check that out. NicoleUnis.com slash Christmas. Hey guys, we're here because the Bible has changed so many lives. So just take a second and think about if you didn't have access to a Bible or you weren't even allowed to have one. This is a reality that many around the world are facing, which is why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language, and that's where you come in. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my new book, Not What I Signed Up For. Simply text STUDY to 71326 to help today. That's S-T-U-D-Y or visit give.crew.org slash study. Again, that's give.cru.org slash study. Message and data rates may apply and available to U.S. addresses only. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to UnityWeekend.com. That's UnityWeekend.com. 
www.ministryofhope.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. Okay, let's get into today's story. We know that Rahab is going to be the next woman mentioned in Jesus's genealogy. And we find Rahab's story in Joshua 2 and Joshua 6. But what I love about Rahab is she is also mentioned again in the New Testament, in the book of Hebrews and in the letter of James, which we're going to look at today. She is a woman who has a reputation that goes beyond, far beyond her actual life and what her life was before she encountered the people of God and her life changed. So Rahab was a prostitute in the city of Jericho. And uh, we story starts in Joshua 2, because we know that Joshua, who was Moses's replacement, Moses, the new leader of Israel, has to go now and get into Canaan and take the land that God has promised for them. And so he sends spies out to look over the land and try to get a sense of what the fortifications were like, what the troops were like as they're getting prepared for battle. And so he sends them out to check out Jericho and they go And they secretly go into Jericho and they hide. They go to the house of a prostitute named Rahab and they stay there with Rahab. And the king of Jericho finds out he's got some sort of intel to know that Israelites are coming to spy. And he has people who think that they know that those men are actually at Rahab's house. And we pick it up in verse four. It says the woman had taken the two men. These are the spies and hidden them. She said, yes, men came to me, but I did not know where they came from at dusk when it was time to close the city gate. They left. I don't know which way they went. So you should go after them quickly so you can catch up to them. But she had actually taken the men. She had put them on her roof. She had hidden them under stalks of flax that she had laid out on the roof. And so the men who were looking for the spies actually start pursuing them on the roads outside of the city gates and they close the gates. And so the spies have a whole night where they've been given a free pass, right? And we don't really know at this point Rahab's motivation. We don't know why she risked her own life and spoke against the king and didn't tell the king's men the truth about who were hidden in her house. But we kind of get a sense of what that is when she goes up on the roof that night And in verse nine, it says that she has basically a speech prepared for these guys. And she comes up to them and she says, I know the Lord has given you this land and a great fear of you has fallen upon us so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. So now we know the stories of the God of the Israelites the stories of the God of the universe have preceded them coming to Jericho and word has spread about this God who cares about these people and who has done miracle signs and wonders among them. And that reputation has gotten to Rahab. And it seems to me that she has sized up her situation and her future. And she's decided to go all in with these spies. This is a woman of courage, of shrewdness, And really, really a woman who is very plucky, let's say that. And, you know, a lot of times I think that when we find these stories of women in courage, they usually come because they are women who are desperate and who life has not handed them a whole lot to work with. And they've got to make their way. Does that sound familiar? It sounds like Tamar, doesn't it? 
So she goes and then she goes on and says, swear to me by the Lord that you'll show kindness to my family because I have shown kindness to you. Give me a sign that you will spare the lives basically of my family, all that belong to me, and that you'll save us from death. And so they make this plan. She says, hey, I'm going to let you off out of the city in a different place, a different direction from the way I sent the guys after you. Hide yourselves there and then go on back. And he says, okay, they make a plan where they're going to put, she's going to put a scarlet rope, a scarlet cord in the window of her house, in the wall, right? And put everyone in your house and anyone who's inside of the house will be safe. And anyone else who's not inside the house, we can't account for them. Okay. So you've got to know this is the way it's going to be. And she says, I agree. This is how it will be. And she puts the scarlet cord in her window. And then we catch back up with Rahab in a couple of chapters in Joshua 6, after the tribe of Israel had been assembled and they get together and they go and do what God says for them to do. And they march around Jericho. And on the seventh day, they go into the city. And it says there in Joshua 6, shout for the Lord has given us the city. This is verse 17. The city and all that are in it are to be devoted to the Lord. Only Rahab, the prostitute and all who are with her in her house shall be spared because she hid the spies we have sent. And so the two men who had spied out the land went back to get her and they fulfilled their oath. They went in, they brought out Rahab, her father, mother, her brothers and sisters, all who belonged with her. They brought out her entire family and they put them outside the camp of Israel. And then it says they burned the city to the ground, but they spared Rahab, the prostitute with her family and all who belonged to her. And it says in verse 25, this is Joshua 6, verse 25, she lives among the Israelites to this day. I don't know why that's, I get a big kick out of that last line. It's just like her spirit lives with the Israelites and she is this woman of faith and of courage and of action and her life goes on and her story goes on because she is in the ancestry of Jesus and she's mentioned again now in Matthew chapter one. So we want to ask ourselves, what does this mean? What principles can we pull from this story? And, you know, when we do Bible study, there's times like in our study of Colossians where we really dive deep and we dig into one verse and we, we look really closely. And then there's times where we read narratives like this and we sort of want to zoom out and we could spend weeks talking about this story and about what's going on in this time in Israelite history. But we also need to be able to just kind of read over it like we just did and say, okay, what do we learn from this? What do we learn about God? What do we learn about people? And what do we learn about Rahab? And I think particularly we can learn a lot about Rahab based on what remains of her. So what stories are told about Rahab? What memories continue about Rahab? And if you do a quick search in your Bible software, if you go to BibleStudyTools.com and you you put in the, the name Rahab, you're going to see that she comes back up in the book of Hebrews and in the book of James. And in Hebrews, she's commended for her faith. And in James, we learn, hey, if you don't have faith with deeds, then it doesn't count as faith at all. And that's the point that's being made in James. And this is what it says about Rahab, verse 25, James 2, 25. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. So we see and we look for these principles Faith without deeds is dead is a clear principle that we can pull from the story of Rahab and then from this command in James.
Hey guys, we're here because the Bible has changed so many lives. So just take a second and think about if you didn't have access to a Bible or you weren't even allowed to have one. This is a reality that many around the world are facing, which is why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language, and that's where you come in. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my new book, Not What I Signed Up For. Simply text STUDY to 71326 to help today. That's S-T-U-D-Y or visit give.crew.org slash study. Again, that's give.cru.org slash study. Message and data rates may apply and available to U.S. addresses only. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. And a lot of people get confused about this idea because they believe that you have to do stuff to have faith, right? Like behavior is what makes your faith. And that's not what this is saying. It's saying that if you have actual faith in God, it's going to be backed up with action. Faith does not exist as just a idea in your mind. Faith does not exist as just a dream. Faith is only faith when it's put into action. It means that we go to the Bible and we apply what God has told us. And even though we can't see where it's going, and even though you may not know what's next in your life, and even if you feel like you have no options and the doors are closed to you, like Rahab must have felt, like Tamar must have felt in their life, you can still be righteous. You can still do the right thing. That's what faith is. Faith is believing that God is going to come through. Faith is believing that God is blessing you, that God has a plan for you, that God has a purpose for your life. Even if it feels like a dark season in your life, it does not mean that you cannot continue to live out faith with action. Nothing is impossible with our faith. And I know, my friends, that especially at the holiday time, it's a time of great expectation. It's a time of great disappointment. Many of us have felt wounded by our families or misunderstood, or we suffer because of the brokenness and dysfunction in our families. And that just is highlighted and and heightened at the Christmas season. But I want you to know, I want you to take heart that the real story of the Bible and the real story of Jesus is a story of a bunch of women that are listed as Jesus's ancestors, Jesus's grandmothers, and they were desperate and life was dysfunctional and broken. And they took these little steps of faith. They took courage when given the opportunity. And I want to encourage you even today to take the opportunity that God puts in front of you. Faith without deeds is dead. If you believe that God is who he says he is, go live that out. Just just give that smile away. Lift your spirit. Count your blessings truly. Like Think about what you're grateful for. Bring the best of you to the world. Because when you do that, you're just opening yourself up for God's blessing for for the sense of God in your life, because God, our God is a comforter and he's a counselor and he actually leads us into abundance, even if it doesn't look the way you expected.
I don't think Rahab's life looked anything like she expected, but we know the last place we see her is that she lives among the Israelites to this day. Here's what Jesus has to say about our faith in Matthew chapter 17. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. God majors in the impossible. And I want to encourage you today to take hope through the story of Tamar, through the story of Rahab, and through the promise of Jesus, who came as a vulnerable baby. Could there be any plan more unexpected than a vulnerable baby born to an unwed mother, raised in an in obscurity, who then comes onto the scene of ministry for just three years He's put to death unrighteously, like in a complete, like unjust act. And yet this was the way of God. This was the way of God to make a plan for us. And that plan is a good one. So you can trust him with your story because he is trustworthy. Talk with you guys next week. How to Study the Bible with Nicole Eunice is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you like what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. We hope to better equip you to be salt and light for your community. Uh, We hope that we can help you to go out and be a reflection of Jesus Christ to those around you, uh, to your friends and your family, and especially to those that do not know Christ. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.